Another week of us both being in quarantine. It's news to us, eh? It's Eddie. Uh, Jason. Jason, there he is. Jason is broadcasting Hello. from his home. I'm broadcasting from mine. I feel like we kind of started this before all the late night guys. Have you noticed that Jimmy Fallon and uh, Jimmy Kimmel and all those guys are uh, broadcasting from their homes now? I think we started that trend. No. Yeah, they've copied us. But they're all doing it from oh, home. Bastards. Yeah. What are we going to do about that? Sons of bitches. No, have you? Uh, why do have you noticed like all like the news anchors, like cable news that are all doing it from like their basements and offices? No. Have you watched any of this? Local oh, yeah, news is doing awesome. that too. Everyone's doing it. Oh man, it, it's pretty cool that we have the technology to do it. But you know, we really started it here because we've been doing this forever. I mean. Uh, full disclosure, this show has been broadcast from my home for many years, so take that, everybody else. Right? So I'm, 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 I am staking claim here. <laughs> so take that. It is the week of March 30th. We're live on Adobe Radio right now. If you're listening on Monday, it is uh, just another week of COVID-19 stories, so we'll talk about that. And uh, this week, I, you know, we thought it would be good to talk about the heroes on the front lines talking about the grocery store workers, right? That's right. They don't get enough praise. They they're don't. They're re- literally risking their lives to feed all of us. And it's important that we don't forget that. And we highlight that and, and we do more for these people. And uh, Amazon workers are on strike because they're part of this as well. Also, should senators be allowed to trade stock? That sounds like a boring question, but uh, these senators are fucking us all over during the coronavirus. We'll tell you how. And then DJT manages to be a douchebag surrounding the stimulus package. Surprise, surprise. Oh, Oh, man. You can't write this. Yeah, you really can't. It's news to us. With Eddie and Jason. If you're catching us live right now, we do want to hear from you. Yes. Sneeze to us on Skype. Add us there. Shout out to David you know, in Australia. In- yeah. At our intro, we were talking about how everyone's um, broadcasting from home. And uh, Judge Janine Pirro's uh, no different. I, I included a link that I want you to click on at the top of our document here, Eddie, so you can have a listen. Oh, okay. So this is uh, Janine Pure. What network is she on? She's one of these cable news people, right? Fox. Fox? Okay. Clicking on it. You know Judge Janine. Here we go. Welcome back to Justice. Uh, Just the other day, the president talked or was hoping about the possibility. What? That's it? What happened? Oh, the link's bad. Oh, he gave me a bad link. Apparently. <laughs> okay, here's one that's longer. The one that you sent me is 11 seconds, and somebody replied oh, no. over it. So, what you're about, okay. to, you're trying to make fun of Judge Janine for having technical difficulties, I believe. And, uh, like we are. You just created technical difficulties quote, on the show. Quote, technical difficulties. Okay, I think we got the real clip now. 
Welcome back to Justice. Uh, just the other day, the president talked or was hoping about the possibility of reopening everything on Easter Sunday and in a way where we could kind of come out of this uh, quarantine uh, as loose as it may be that we're involved in. And Lisa Booth, the Fox News contributor, is here to talk with us tonight about whether hey, or not Judge. that's even a possibility. How are you, Lisa? I'm good. Oh man, well, what what are you doing to me? What is this? She sounded like she had a few drinks, didn't she? <laughs> I don't know. Is that what I? You could have told us that's what we were listening for. I had no idea. It's like I just played. I, a, you wanna, I just feel like I you, played a clip uh, of her show for no reason. <laughs> what are you doing? To, you're ruining the show. What are you doing over I wanna, there? I want to go home. This is you. <laughs> This is why we need you in the studio so we can keep tabs on you. <laughs> he's, you're at home and he's running a he's running a muck over there. Are you broadcasting from bed? By the way, I am. <laughs> I don't know why I find that to I'm be so funny. I'm drinking a truly <laughs> hard seltzer. Are you broadcasting? See, all, all hell breaks loose. All hell breaks loose need, if you tell this guy I he can work from home. I, <laughs> he needs I need structure. Would that be great if you turned on Anderson Cooper and there he is in bed drinking truly? That's what I want to see. <laughs> why, why Anderson Cooper? Who would you prefer seeing in bed? Wolf Blitzer? Nicole Wallace. <laughs> oh, okay. What are you, a straight male? What's going on with I don't you? Know. I, I, how are you doing with the quarantine and everything? Are you uh, are you holding up? Because apparently not so good. <laughs> I'm not doing good. I don't know. Your job has told you to to work from home, or but but there's no nothing for you to do for from home really, right? Because you you work in a uh, retail establishment. I run a retail establishment, and uh, it seems like I do a lot. We're not doing a lot from home. But I'm. Yeah, I work every day. Oh, okay. Well, at least you have something to keep your, your mind busy. But again, I need structure. Are you giving yourself structure? Or are you like saying, let's take out the dog at well, this I time? Was, and I'm, apparently, I'm getting a little looser with it. <laughs> it is, it's a challenge for everybody. Is uh, Yeah, how about you? you? Your first week working from home, how'd it go? How are you well, enjoying I, it? I'm usually from home for the... Yeah, but it's fine. I mean, like, it's it's totally fine, but... Uh, I will say that, uh, yeah, it's, it's weird to be home all the time. If my girlfriend has the day off and I feel like I'm in her way, you know, like there's no, there's no space. How's it going between you and Katie? Oh, uh, we have space. I mean, you have an office. Yeah. I've been hunkered down in the How office. How are you in the way? I don't know. I, you know, I, it's, it's, it's fine. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it's a challenge and it continues to be one for everybody because the hardest part is like, if I want to go out and do something, I have to think twice about it. It's like, is it necessary? Do I really need to go do this? Most of the time, the answer to that is no. But, you know, I've been finding myself going to the park for walks, bike rides. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Stuff like yeah, that. Been, things that we can doing, do. We've been doing walks a lot. You know, I, what I just realized is you recently, like you and your girlfriend just moved in together. Yeah. Like, that has to be kind of an interesting dynamic, like just now, like living in the same quarters, but now being forced to like 
Yeah, you can't leave the house. Even more. <laughs> I was thinking about that. Yeah, actually, it's a good thing because if we weren't living together, then I, I was. We were actually talking about this today. I, I probably wouldn't allow her to come over to my apartment because I think she'd be uh, contaminated. <laughs> you, I can see you doing that. <laughs> so that probably would have ended things. <laughs> no. So it, it's actually a good thing. You think? I'm glad that I have somebody to be con- quarantined with. Actually, you know, it'd be lonely. So you're not alone. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what are people doing all alone? Like, that's be tough. FaceTime. Yeah. Technology. You got to embrace it more, I think. Before we get into uh, the dirty deets, just along those lines, real quick, I did see this uh, really cool thing. We're going to have to try it. Have you ever played that the game uh, Cards Against Humanity? Yeah. Well, you we can now it together. Yeah, I thought so. Okay, you can, you can now play it virtually online. Mm. You go to playingcards.io and you can play it for free with other people. It's, Am I going to get a virus? Absolutely. You son of a bitch. Dirty Deets. Grocery store workers are heroes. The Dirty Deets. An in-depth look at this week's most important stories. How often are you going to the grocery store? Twice a week. You need to cut that back to once every two weeks. Fuck you. (laughs) That's what they're saying. It's easier said than done, though. I know. It's really hard. Well, it's just a, a way of getting out of the house. Don't don't do that but though. We should, don't don't we use should it as do your our, excuse to get out of the house. Our, we should do our part. What I do you mean? That, that's what people are doing. They are congregating in these grocery stores because they're just bored. They're going to the grocery store and they're like, "Yeah, you know, uh, got nothing else to do, so I'm just going to stand around the uh, cheese section here at Target." I'm not. I'm not fucking hanging out like. Uh, and we go for our neighbors too. They're elderly and they're at risk, so we help them out. Okay. Yeah, but you know, so, these grocery store workers are on the front lines and they are heroes. When they put out that uh, list of essential workers that had to continue to work, it was like healthcare providers and then food workers. So we're talking about people at grocery stores that make minimum wage a lot of times and they're being exposed to COVID 19 every day. What about gas station employees? I don't think there's as much traffic at a gas station than there is a grocery store because everybody needs groceries right now. Nobody's unless people are eating out and it's uh, just a hodgepodge of of like just gross uh, people touching all the items. You know, they touch everything. Oh, do I want this spaghetti sauce? I'm going to touch it. I'm not sure. Oh, I'm going to put it back. Oh, let's grab this spaghetti sauce. Oh, let me lick it. Uh, Look, then put it back. Did you know? What? Did you know I, we were making spaghetti for dinner tonight? Is this was this you earlier today with the, in the spaghetti se- section? No, we had spaghetti sauce, but I want to know how you know that we're eating spaghetti. Like I feel like you're listening into my life right now. We had cameras installed last week, so uh, mostly didn't happen because I've been here the whole time. <laughs> you know that guy that came to install your new internet yesterday? Well, he installed some cameras for me. Fuck. When he used your bathroom, he was putting one right above the toilet. He didn't use our bathroom. <laughs> that's that's they that's against uh, company policy. Is it really? What if, what if you're one of these guys who goes around and installs cable and you really have to take a number two? You can't. You can't. You have to go in your truck. 
That's called poor play. Yeah, that's why they have buckets. Ah, uh, okay. All right. Well, yeah, grocery store home delivery is also skyrocketing that service and Amazon as well. And these workers are saying that uh, they almost want to walk off their jobs. In fact, a lot did today. There was a hashtag Amazon strike that was trending on Twitter today because Amazon workers are getting infected at Amazon's New York Staten Island facility. They say that they have multiple people that have been diagnosed with COVID-19 and at Amazon, they employ 800,000 people. Uh, they say that workers wow. have positively uh, infected or, or been um, uh, positive, found to be positive for COVID-19 in at least 11 warehouses. And one had to close down in Kentucky. So they're, they're, what they're demanding is just uh, they, they want more pay. They want to be compensated, some hazard pay. They also want more safeguards. Uh, Chris, who actually is on the show, he works in, uh, in a factory similar to Amazon where he's in shipping and he texted us really concerned, didn't he? He was like he really concerned about the way everything was being handled. That's right. Um, they also the other part to this is that uh, paid time off. If you do get sick, you have to provide a positive test result in order to be paid to stay home for two weeks. Otherwise, you go unpaid. And it's hard to get tested. And they're also saying in many places, we won't test you unless you're being hospitalized. So it creates this catch-22. It's a really, correct. It's so a really messed up situation. You have to. It is. So, like, if you have symptoms, but you're, like, um, healthy enough that you can uh, stay at home, they won't test you. Like, the testing, which we've covered on the a uh, couple episodes ago, like, the testing's still not up to par. So, when I mean, it's just yeah. horrendous what's happening right now. When Amazon Worker says, quote, I touch over 2,000 different items every day. I have to grab products off the shelf and put them in bins, and I'm not wearing any protection. And this is they're asking for just basic things. They're saying uh, Amazon says that we're all family. Well, that's what they say to all their employees. And they say uh, if Amazon really saw us as a family, they would care about keeping us safe and keeping us home. That's it only goes so far with this when you know Amazon's like, oh, you're all family and all these companies, oh, we love you, we care about you. As long as we're still making money and profitable. There's always that uh caveat that they don't tell you about. But, right. And you're working for, you know, minimum wage. Yeah. So these you know, the same thing happened yeah. to two weeks ago uh in Europe. You know, Amazon workers in Europe uh started uh, walking off and striking because of these very same policies. Well, when you think about it, Amazon and grocery delivery like Instacart, which by the way, we'll get to in a second. These services are really keeping society together. Like thank God for Amazon, but it almost feels like the government should step in and be running Amazon and have like, I don't know, our military in there packing, you know, or, or, or at least pay these people enough money to where it's, you know, it's worth it for them, A and B, give them hazmat suits or gloves and masks, whatever you want to give them and advance more sanitizing going on. And this is what they're asking. I mean, you yeah. you really are a socialist now, aren't you? Why don't we just get the government in there? Like, wow. They are literally holding up society right now, in my opinion, because people are ordering everything on Amazon and they're using these these grocery uh, grocery stores are holding up society, too. This is like the last pillar of society we have right now. This is how crazy it's gotten. They're the only, they're like, we have medical services and we have grocery stores. 
And the medical facilities are getting protective gear. The grocery store workers are not. Well, I mean, getting protective gear, I, I, I don't know if I'd say they are getting it. Like, they're asking for, and they're getting some, but it's a very small percentage for the medical field. Well, yeah, and of course, there's a shortage of everything, and it should go to the medical field first. And that's a, the problem here is that there's a shortage of supplies all around. So, but the but the Amazon workers should have some sort of protection, or at least the illusion that the company's trying, right? I mean, would it would it be better if there was an illusion like, oh yes, we do care. Here is, you know, a smock. You can wear a smock. <laughs> well, COVID nineteen can live. COVID nineteen can live on a cardboard box for up to twenty four hours. So, if they're not taking precautions in these Amazon shipping facilities, then they're going to be part of the spread. So, what about that argument? Oh, absolutely, I'm not. I'm. I, I'm not ordering anything from Amazon right now because of that. I've had to rely on it a couple times. I, you know. When it, it comes and what I've been trying to do is leave the package outside for a day or I'll open up the, the box on the porch and then leave the box out there and just take the contents of the bring them in and sanitize whatever was in there. It's ridiculous, but you have to do it. Huh. I mean, just just to point out, like someone touched that item before it went into the box. So I would think, you know, just for your planning purposes, Maybe try cleaning that on the porch before you bring it inside at all. Okay, doctor. I will try that. That's actually a good point. What about with groceries? Are you sanitizing your groceries? Like when you when you go to the grocery store? When I go to the grocery store, I do. I, I bring them up to our patio and I remove them uh, from the bags and I wipe everything down with Clorox wipes. Which are hard to come by. So good on you for having those. Cool. But yes, that's a good, right. that's a good thing to do. I you know I've been we've been bringing the groceries into the house and then wiping them down. But we've been very yes. methodical about it and sanitizing good. everything that anything touches. But yeah. uh, scary times it is. But I did mention mention Instacart earlier. If you're not familiar, Instacart they deliver groceries to you. This is a service that uh, I do like to use. It is more expensive. I do hate that, but. It's just convenient, but these uh, these grocery store delivery people have are independent contractors, so that means that they're not actual employees of Instacart, and uh, they say they're not being treated properly. They're not getting hazard pay. They are getting nothing. They're demanding simple things, too, like hand sanitizer, and then they also want some paid time off if they happen to get sick, which is not something that Instacart has to... Um, give them as independent contractors, but they're arguing we're, we're holding up society right now. We're, we're part of, we're an essential worker. Give us, give us this. And they should have it in my opinion. Why not protect these people? Well, I've never, I've never used Instacart. So there's that. All right. Well, it's convenient. I'll I'll say that, but yeah, yeah, definitely. You have to tip. You have to tip. Well, especially right now. Do you tip well? Like, do you double your tip amount now than you did like three weeks ago? I haven't ordered it. Uh, I haven't ordered it really since things started to happen. So, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, but if you were to, <clears throat> you would tip, like double your tip, normal tip, right? I think they deserve more of a tip, but I also feel like Instacart should be paying them more. So, 
Yeah, I tip a little bit more. I'm not going to say I'm going to double the tip, but yeah, they'll get they'll t- they'll get tipped more than I normally would. I'll say that. Sure, but the grocery store workers. I mean, these are the gu- these are the guys and gals out there that are touching the uh, the freezer door handles, the cardboard boxes, the plastic packaging, and you know the um, people are saying that grocery stores and pharmacies are becoming super spreading virus vectors. <laughs> That oh, geez. super spreading virus vectors. That's from an article from W. Let's see. Where is it? Uh, USA Today, I believe. Uh, I could have that source wrong. But yeah, they're saying because people are going to the grocery stores. They're bored. They're standing around. They're breathing on each other. They're in close quarters. Right now, we're supposed to be social distancing. No groups together. And in the grocery store, you have no choice but to get everybody together. And, you know, it, this is one of the biggest concerns. So they're, I haven't seen any groups. Well, when you? I, you have a like in your grocery stores, uh, no, not groups, but you know you're grouping people together. It's because of this situation and, and the nature of a grocery store. People are not able to practice the six feet of social distancing when you're going down a, a narrow aisle. You know, because you have to breach over somebody to grab that uh, that pizza, that pasta sauce. That you yeah, but to. there's no actual evidence that if this illness is airborne. Someone has to like sneeze or cough in your area for you to in like catch it through the air. The thing Otherwise, is, you have to touch them. The reports on that are so varying and weird. I've also read that if somebody coughs and it's not a well ventilated area, it can actually live in the air for up to three hours. So I don't think they know enough about this. I really don't. So it's better to err on the side of caution. Fair enough. Yeah, so I don't. I don't Are know. Are you gonna get a fabric mask? I'm considering it. I, I I almost feel naked going out in public without a mask right now. Although the fabric mask, I don't. Is that thick enough? Or I mean, like, is it, are the pores it, it small enough? Yeah, that's that's the problem. Because the pores have those M90. What are they? The, the N90s. N95. The, yeah, those those have really tiny pores, and a virus can't travel through it. I doubt. Well, it's not pores. There's a filter. Okay, a filter well, whatever that it is, yeah. all the particles. Okay, okay. So, and fabric masks don't have that filter. They're you know, I mean, it's better than nothing. They say. I know they're loosening guidelines on 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 those types of things, but you know, N95 is your. The, the mask you want, and those are in high demand. If, even if you have them, you should really, I think you should be giving it to your local hospital or fire station because those are the folks that really need them. Absolutely. And, and more on these grocery store workers in just a second, but since you brought that up, a really quick tangent, there's this, uh, I just read this article about this website that sells scrubs and other medical attire uh, as a sexual fetish. It's a sexual fetish website, and uh, they have donated all of their stuff to hospitals. Wow. <laughs> Good on them. Everyone's got to do their part. Yeah, and, and, and part of that is back to these grocery store workers looking out for these these people out there. Here's a story from ABC 15 in Arizona. It's a TV station, a daughter of a senior citizen uh, who works at the grocery store talking about what it's like for her dad. Doors continues. There's been more than ever people kind of flooding the stores trying to buy up things. And it scares Melissa to death. Her dad works inside a Valley grocery store. He's a senior citizen 
and has an underlying condition. Sometimes in grocery stores, the customers are right up. I mean, you have to kind of get in that that three to six foot space to actually interact with the customer. Exactly what the CDC says we shouldn't be doing. But Melissa says his only choices are to go to work and possibly get sick or to go home and possibly lose his job. Yeah, that's what they're faced with. They shouldn't be faced with that. And it got even worse in this grocery store. This is from CBC News. A grocery store clerk actually died. Uh, Here's the story. Keith Saunders had COVID-19 and died Wednesday at the age of 48. Saunders was an employee at this Real Canadian Superstore in Oshawa, east of Toronto. He hadn't been traveling like a growing number of COVID-19 patients in Ontario. To me, this is evidence of community transmission. Is it community-wide? No. People should know that it's very important to keep the social distancing. But physical distancing can be difficult for those working in grocery stores, and a few infections have now been reported. So it's hard in a grocery store is the thing. Um, so we're just asked to, what can we do moving forward is to change our shopping habits. Maybe go to the grocery store once every two weeks. If you can go on a big trip or get your groceries delivered. If you can do that. Uh, it's really difficult though. Cause we do need our groceries. I don't know. Everyone's got to eat. Everyone's Everyone's gotta eat. eat. What about liquor stores? Liquor stores. Those, they're still open. Yeah, they are still open, but I, I feel like I guess it depends on the liquor store, but it's easier to maintain more social distancing at those places because there aren't tiny aisles. Okay, it depends on where you're at. Maybe go to one, go to a liquor store that you know that has wider aisles or go to a drive through liquor store. There's a lot of those here in Denver. Um, I don't know. It's just little steps like this that don't seem like much, but in the scheme of things, if we if we are stopping and slowing the spread even just a little bit, that's going to start to um, really go a long way overall. You know, it's all about stopping and slowing the spread any way you can. And we all have to do our part. Yeah, that's, that's right. Got to do your part. Stay home. Yeah. So, all right. More of how we're getting fucked over coming up next on its news to us. Don't go anywhere. It's such an uplifting show. <laughs> Thank God for this, truly. <laughs> oh, there's a national worldwide crisis, a national worldwide health crisis. Let's go ahead and backstab and steal from the American people. That sounds that sounds really like a great idea there, Jason. You want to do that? I mean, greed <sighs> knows no bounds, right? This is essentially what some senators did. They were caught dumping their stocks when they knew that shit was going to get bad with the coronavirus. Yes, yeah, so the financial disclosure statements um, indicated that four senators, uh, they themselves or their spouses or their advisors, so large chunks of stock around time lawmakers were receiving behind the scenes briefings 
about the severity of the coronavirus. Oh, so they knew uh, how bad it was. Right. They knew how economically devastating it was going to get. And they thought, uh, okay, my 401k is probably going to dip 50% here. Let me go ahead and sell out, sell everything right now. That way I can come out ahead on this thing. And I, that's why I it think it had nothing to do with their 401k. Stocks, they had actual, stocks, they shares. Excuse me. Yes, you're stocks. right. Stocks, right. And stocks. Yes. The season of treason. I consider this treason. Wow. Don't you Old statement because they knew people were going to die. They could. These are senators that represent a, uh, a an amount, a, a, a population. They have their constituents they need to be looking out for. Instead, they're looking out for themselves. That is betrayal of the country. Right. Uh, I'm not going to argue. That's how I define that. betrayal of the country, at least. Fair enough. Treasonous. <laughs> it's treasonous. We should note that it is illegal for Congress members to trade based on non-public information gathered during the official, their official duties. But it is so now. Is it or is it, it is not? I think illegal. It's illegal. Okay, but they're allowed to have stocks. They're allowed. This is they're right allowed, now. They're allowed to be trading stocks based on public information. And this is the whole thing. It, should these senators be allowed to even have stocks at all? But, I mean, most would argue no, right? Like common sense would say no. Because we're just we're here to like we have to trust these all oh, these politicians. They're going to be good hearted. They're not going to do the wrong thing if they find out something confidentially. They're not going to they're not going to go against the American people, and they're not going to look out for their own interests. No way, <laughs> never going to happen. Well, that's why. That's why blind trusts are available, though, and uh, and used uh, specifically for this reason. So, you know, they still own the stock, but they have no control over what happens with that stock. Just much like what uh, people were trying to tell DJT to set up uh, when he became president was uh, set up his company into a blind trust, which, as we all know, he did not do. Um, right. So. Yeah. Well. That's how you that's how you get around this. Yeah, yeah. But but you know what? They, that's not happening. So what really happened? Richard Burr, Republican, no surprise, North Carolina. This guy he sold a significant yeah. he sold a significant percentage of his stocks between um uh, he unloaded uh, up to 1.72 million dollars of his holdings on February 13th in 33 separate transactions. Now, wow. Richard Burr, you know, this is this is really interesting because he's the head of the Intelligence Committee in the Senate, and he has access to the government's most highly classified information regarding America's security. That includes he was being briefed on the coronavirus that was happening in China in late January. Wow. So he knew that this was going to be devastating to the American economy. He knew this because of his intelligence briefings. And he's like, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and dump my stocks now because shit's going to hit the fan. I mean, that's what it appears, right? Like, I mean, if, if you see this, like back in January, he, he sold his stock because he knew what was coming. And not in, again, he stole, he sold his stock. And the reason why it's so appalling is because he was doing that and not looking out for the American people. He was not warning us. He was not figuring out how to protect people in North Carolina. He was not leading the charge on telling everybody how serious this is. He was looking out for himself. 
Yeah, so there's a NPR obtained a secret recording from a February 27th uh, luncheon where Burr was talking to a VIP group um, talking about the, the preview of the economic impact that the coronavirus was going to have on the economy and on America. In the uh, NPR report, Burr told attendees of the luncheon, quote, there's one thing that I can tell you about this. It is much more aggressive in its transmission than anything that we have seen in recent history. It is probably more akin to the 1918 pandemic. He warned that companies might have to curtail their employees' travel, that schools could close, and that the military might be mobilized to compensate for overwhelmed hospitals. Man. And, of course, 1918, he's referring to the Spanish flu. And we did today tweet something that was really eerie. I don't know if you see this tweet. Um, it was a news clipping from an article that was uh, published on November 7th, 1918. Again, this is from 1918. It says public notice. Um, excuse me. Gassy. <laughs> it says all schools, public and private churches, theaters, moving picture halls, pool rooms and other places of amusement and lodge meetings are to be closed until further notice. All public gatherings consisting of 10 or more are prohibited. Doesn't that sound familiar? It and, does. And the Spanish. You know, the really sh- yes. Well, I was going to say the really shitty thing about Burr was he was publicly reassuring the, the public. Uh, yeah, that worked. Uh, the <laughs> government was ready to battle this uh, pandemic. He wrote an op-ed on February 7th. He said that, quote, the United States today is better prepared than ever before to face emerging public health threats like the coronavirus. No matter the outbreak or threat, Congress and the federal government have been vigilant in identifying gaps in its readiness efforts and improving its response capabilities, end quote. And all that's bullshit we have learned because DJT was (laughs) dismantling the CDC pandemic response team and defunding the CDC so they wouldn't be able to respond to pandemics in a timely fashion because you know why Obama it was Obama's program because I don't know if you saw this but yeah uh, Department (laughs) of State sent uh, China uh, like 17 tons of PPE back in February even though those masks coming those are the masks right yeah. Okay. Gloves and so gowns. that that thing. Yeah. What you just said is big because that actually kind of got buried. So that's almost worth repeating. So they sent China how many tons of masks? Seventeen tons. Seventeen tons of protective masks back in February. Yeah. And they knew that this is happening in January, or they it could become a big. That this was happening. This was coming. So why the fuck did they send the masks to China? Like, listen, I'm all about helping people in the world, but a China's not even our ally, and this virus originated there. Maybe it was be, maybe the idea was if we can contain it in China, it won't come here, and this could be a, a kind of like a hail mary sort of because they knew it's going to come here no matter what sort of thing. Maybe 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 we were sending it so then we could end the trade wars. Oh yeah, I. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know when the w- trade war ended, or when they like negotiated for a truce on that, but or a deal. Okay, but 
I'm just speculating. That is not actual in any way. Yeah, that's it's okay to speculate on this because we really don't know. So, in other words, it could have been to protect. Basically, sending the masks over to China could have been for economic reasons, and the reason why we did that is uh, we basically sacrificed American lives for corporate profits. Perhaps. Yeah, perhaps. (laughs) We don't know. Who knows? Who knows? But yeah, this Burr guy, he knew about this. This guy, he's been called to resign, and people are saying he should resign. He's probably not going to. So I can ignore this. It's been a bipartisan call. It's pretty rare anymore in Washington, but uh, uh, folks from both sides of the aisle are calling for him to resign at this time. I just saw Matt Gates, your favorite uh, from Florida, said that Burr needs to go. By the way, Matt, Matt Gates, the GOP. Matt Gates, Gates wore a gas mask on the uh, on the floor while he was mocking the coronavirus before it uh, the, the outbreak became a pandemic. So that's that guy. And then he ended up having to isolate himself because <laughs> he was exposed. Fucking douchebag. Right. Like many of them at the. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. So Burr. So like no, we no said, coughing. He sold off. Richard Burr sold up to $1.72 million of his holdings on February 13th and 33 transactions. It's interesting to note that because Burr is not particularly wealthy. Uh, Roll Call has his estimated net worth at $1.7 million in 2018. So, I mean, he basically, you know, his net worth is 1.7. He just sold stock up to 1.7 million. So, you know, his his fortune was tied up in that stock, right? Like his his family's future. It's like everything he had, even, you know, I'd give anything for $1.7 million, but um, the stocks that he did sell are uh, sold off have declined at around 30% on average since he sold it. So, wow. So he was looking at so losing a lot of money. Of change. Yeah. A lot of money. And he doesn't have a lot compared to some of these other folks. Right. Wow. And he was looking at losing five hundred and ten million thousand dollars. I just did the math on that. So wow, you're so good. But so the shares that he did sell too is interesting. He dumped one hundred fifty thousand dollars of shares of the Windman Hotels and Resorts. He also sold up to a hundred thousand dollars worth of shares in Extended Stay America, which is uh, an economy hospitality chain. We know the hotel industry is struggling right now because nobody's traveling. Hit That's very hard. Correct. Hit very hard. But he's not the only one. What about Kelly Loeffler? Loeffler. Loeffler. She's she a Republican from Georgia. Oh, another Republican. Uh, another Republican doing shady things. Note that her, her husband is the chairman and CEO of the New York Stock Exchange. He has a fortune ah. estimated around $500 million. She just assumed office in January 6th. So she's just new to... Uh, okay. Being a senator, she was uh, assigned uh, after the seat was uh, vacated by uh, John Johnny Iskison, who was retiring. Mm. Okay. But on January 24th, she received a uh, briefing um, from administration officials, and she also that same day sold stock. A briefing about how bad the coronavirus is going to be. 
Correct, with the CDC director and Anthony Fauci. Oh, the Fauchmeister. Yeah, so she yeah. got first-hand account of what would, could be happening. She sold the stock that very day. Man. Yeah, this is just, if anything, unethical. What about uh, Jim Inhofe? Enough. He sold a Enough. large <laughs> amount of stock on January 27th, including holdings in PayPal, Apple, and Brookfield. Asset and this is after he was he was like briefed on how bad this is going to be. He said he did not attend the January 24th briefing, so he does not have any involvement or didn't have any direct uh, knowledge of what was said in that briefing. All right. He also says that he does not have any involvement in his in his investment decisions. Republican again, but a Democrat. What's going on with Diane Feinstein? Feinstein. She sold uh, $1.5 million to $6 million worth oh. of stock in Allergen Therapeutics. What is that? A California a Cal- biotech company. Yeah. Right. And that took place between January 31st and February 18th. It's That's interesting. The difference There's here a pattern in dates. Mrs. Fine- Ms. Feinstein says she played no role in the decision. All of her assets are in a blind trust. Okay. All right. If they're in a blind trust, then I don't know. That's what they're supposed to be suspicious, doing. But it's suspicious. They should be it's doing. suspicious. But if they're in a blind trust, then we have to give her the benefit of the doubt, sort of. But at the same time, it should be looked into. I don't know. It, it's shady. So it a- is shady. AOC, is, isn't she wanting to pass something where senators can't own stocks at all, right? I mean... She uh, introduced a bill with our boy, uh, one of our representatives here in Colorado. Um, they introduced a bill for, yeah, to so Congress yeah. Uh, people would have to sell off their stock now over a six-month period and are not allowed to buy any more stock going forward. Yeah, yeah, and uh, it's probably not going to go anywhere, but hey, she's at least trying to do something. <laughs> Oh, man, it's just really shady, and it's really fucked up that these so-called leaders that we elect, we hold them in high regard, we give them a position of power in office, and then they're turning around and fucking us in the ass. So maybe you like that, though. That's right. That's fine if you like that. I should just say fucking us over. Just just bend over. They, yeah. But a bright side is the... The DOJ is uh, looks like they're launching an investigation into at least at the very least into Burr, uh, along with the SEC. Um, they reached out to talk to the office of Richard Burr. Well, let's hope that there's consequence there. Mm. I hope so. You know, it's bad when Tucker Carlson comes out and says he should resign as well. Tucker Ugh. Carlson came out against a Republican. OK. Yeah, crazy. That's how bad this is. Hmm. All right. Well, we'll keep an eye on that. I'm sure we'll let you know what's happening there. But uh, just so you know, the people that you elect to protect you are fucking you over. You should know this. And they thought that you were so dumb that you wouldn't care. That's really the biggest slap in the face and the insult. Don't you think? Like, I wouldn't get away with anything. So, yeah. It's like, fuck these people. Fuck them. I, you know, I, I got an office and I can do the fuck I want. They're idiots. They don't care. Uh, more of us do need to care, though. I'll say that. <laughs> um, 
All right. We'll be right back on its news to us. The stimulus bill. What does it mean to you? And also how has DJT turned it into him? Another excuse for him to become a douchebag. News to us on Adobe Radio, the economic stimulus package. Oh, so fun when somebody says economic stimulus package. Those words right there just get ladies just so turned on when you're in the dating scene. Economic stimulus package. Well, what was passed? Yeah, I don't know what to say right now. And <laughs> uh, most of us are getting checks in the mail. I'll say that much. That's good. You know what? what you know what I found interesting. So yeah, uh, Americans that earn up to seventy five thousand dollars a year will receive twelve hundred dollars. Yeah, over that, it, like it starts diminishing. And if you make over a hundred thousand a year, you won't receive any stimulus. Yeah, and then if you have a child, you get was it five hundred dollars a year or five hundred dollars per 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 kid? Yep, per right. child. But the there's a gap here. So if there's a college student. Oh, who who is being claimed by their parents? They won't get a check, and uh, you're the, ah. the plan for the kids. Yes, for I think sixteen and younger. So what happens with like these seventeen and eighteen year old kids who are being claimed by their families, or even up to twenty six? Right, you can claim up your, your you can claim your kids up to twenty six under. Well, hopefully they got a job. If they don't, then. There's bigger problems there, but well, I don't know about that. There, right? Like, how how does that work? Like, well, my those, my parents claimed me families, I, for, they get nothing until I was like uh, I don't know, twenty four or something, so I could be on their health insurance. It's about being on health insurance, right? right. So I get it. And then it, when there was when we had this last stimulus package check that, but you still file you still file taxes, right? Yeah. I'm saying for the the kids that aren't working, they're college students that aren't working. Okay. And mommy and daddy, you know. Yeah. Put the bill. I guess it's probably a small number of kids out there like that, but. Uh, yeah, whatever. Yeah, but but everybody's uh, not everybody. Do you, do you okay? When it comes to how we're being paid, do you think that this is fair? Do you think that it's enough? You know how they calculated this? How did they calculate it? Calculate. Calculated. Calculated. Calculated it. They took the federal minimum wage and <laughs> multiplied it by 40 for four weeks, and that's how they came up with $1,200. Oh my God. <laughs> I didn't know that. So if you think it's not enough, if you think it's not enough, that's because the federal minimum wage is not a living wage. The federal minimum wage is. What is it? Uh, what is the federal minimum 725. wage? Oh my god, seven twenty-five. I'm pretty sure seven twenty-five. So they took seven twenty-five, and they're like, "Okay, what? This isn't enough money." There's been study after study saying that Americans don't have, they can't cover an emergency three hundred dollar bill if that comes up, and they think that this is going to be enough for people. I don't know. Yeah. Bernie Sanders was uh, proposing $2,000 per month per family per household until this is over. That to me makes more sense. 
I mean, uh, I think Canada's doing that. Doesn't that make more sense to you? I mean, what does this do? So meanwhile, uh, it's almost like, hey, here's a, here's a, here's a little bit. Here's a dollar, kid. I'm going to distract you with this dollar so you can go buy yourself a candy bar. Meanwhile, I'm going to steal everything else in the store because this uh, stimulus package also includes 500 uh actually how much is it uh yeah 500 billion dollars to corporations is that what it is 500 billion billion specifically for the airline industry but yes that's right and when we say that that you know the the big thing here that the democrats are wanting is more oversight over that is that is that going to go toward executive bonuses you bet your ass just like the tax cut and yeah don't even get me started on the tax cut we're, we're we're bailing out these uh, airlines. And there was know, there was that tax and, cut too. They just got you they know just how got all their money. The the airlines uh, a couple years ago, you know how much money they got after the tax cut? Like ninety four percent of this fifty billion dollars we're about to loan them, and they bought it all back in uh, stock buybacks, like two years ago. Yeah. So these these airline industry yeah the the airline industry has already been given so many fucking handouts what it is is socialism for the rich the corporations and capitalism for everybody else that's what it is that's right it is yeah it is. and it really everybody is. should be outraged right now because then trump goes, goes on his twitter feed and tv and he's like i just passed the stimulus i just passed Oh, stimulus package, I'm so great. Pat me on the back. And you look at his Twitter feed, and these red hat, bumfuck people are like, uh, oh, oh, you're so great, Mr. Trump. I can't wait to get my $1,200 so I can go buy me some bullets. Meanwhile, these corporations are just like continuing to fuck everybody over because they're getting all the money. Like It's so lopsided. Give the fucking executives at Boeing and United Airlines twelve hundred dollars, and then give the rest of the five hundred billion to the people, and see what happens. Then, can you imagine that? Or you, the people, the people, that would be a, a, a two two trillion dollars. Like, think about like, like just over like it was like within a matter of what, like a week and a half, like two trillion dollars just done. Like, and we can't afford healthcare for all, and we can't afford forgiving student loans like we can't help the average american but two trillion five hundred billion for corporations just boom lickety split like yeah and in like a matter of 10 days like they just 10 days 10 days because the united airlines uh, ceo is like oh no i might not make my quarterly projections that's gonna hurt wall street oh let's cut you a check for 500 billion dollars and when they say Wall Street, by the way, they mean rich fucks because the majority of Americans don't even have goddamn stocks. Right. It's like 80% of Americans aren't even in the stock market. So when you say Wall Street, you're not helping out goddamn thing in this country. So stop touting that as your success fucking meter, you goddamn piece of orange shit. And if you do, I mean, most Americans, it's all 401k. Like, you're not buying shares and... Yeah, shares, you know, like, yeah, who does that? You're invested in your 401k investment bank. People don't have time for that. Rich people. I don't have time to sit there. You tried that. 
You tried stocks. that, didn't you? Yeah, I still own I own stock in a 3D printing company and uh you know what? We're we're, we're hanging in there, but it's cost me like $500 over the past <laughs> uh, I don't think it's been like 3 or 4 years. But, you know, I don't have time to sit there all Wait, day and research. $500 on it? Yeah, yeah, I have. Ooh. Put my ouch. eggs in the wrong basket. But at the time I had the money to spend. <laughs> And I, I put some money in and uh, I lost money. So, yeah, but it's I don't like, know. Th- it's like it's gambling. It is gambling. And it was it's like, a, it was like a penny stock. Almost. I was like, Hey, let's see what happens here. I don't know. I, I was, I yeah. was all, it was almost a learning experience. I was like trying to figure out how it works, but it is a full-time job because you, um, yeah. Buying and selling stocks. I mean, who's, who's really doing that? And you have to hire somebody to do it or find, uh, a fiduciary or something, or I don't know, or you have to have money to begin with before people will talk to you. So, but anyways, it, everybody should be appalled right now by this stimulus package. It's not great. It's terrible. It's everything that uh, we feared actually. I mean, it's something though, right? No, there's some good things to it. Like, yeah, it's not a lot of money, but it is some money. Like that's going to help a lot of people. You know, it's giving a hundred million dollars, I think, one hundred fifty million, something like that, to uh, the healthcare, you know, front lines of hospitals. So that's certainly good. Yeah, I'll agree that that's so good. Those I, folks but need that money now. I don't agree that giving breadcrumbs to the American people is good though, because it, it satisfies people in the moment, and then they kind of forget and get, com- get complacent. An, I don't think. Well, you shouldn't forget. People are going to forget. But, they're going to get that check and they're going to fucking forget. And if this thing continues no, on, they're, they're not going to forget when it doesn't even cover their rent. Like people won't forget. Like they're still going to need to pay rent. And, and like three weeks from now, and they're like, well, this doesn't even cover rent. Like, though, that's what, what I'm hoping. I'm this? hoping that all of America can't cover the rent because something needs to be done here. And it needs to be like a lot of people pissed off. There is uh, a movement to have rent and mortgages uh, payments withheld in the next couple days. Okay, that's that to me is a good start. To me, that's better than a $1,200 stimulus check. check. If you tell everybody, uh, hey, you don't have to pay mortgage, you don't have to pay, pay rent for three months, that's going to go way further. If you, I, what we have to do is just put everything on pause right now. Literally. That's what we're that's what we're trying to do. And we we have the ability and the capacity. This country makes a lot of money. We have a lot of tax revenue. We can put everything on pause and just dip into our savings account, essentially, as a nation and just beat this virus. That's what we have to do. How fucking stupid are everybody? What do you think? Mm. Let's put it on pause. No, Let's take a collective vacation as a country, a home, a staycation in front of your TV. Everybody press pause and boom, we'll be done with this thing. We'll eradicate I mean, that's what it. They should do. We'll eradicate this thing in record time and get back to the economy being back to where it was. If everybody goes back to where they were when we left off and we could, we could make that happen, but this is being mismanaged at every fucking turn. And I fear for this country. Federal. Yeah. Like our, like state, like it's a hodgepodge, right? Of states coming, you know, figuring out what they're doing in each state to combat this when it should be a federal response or it's a blanket response. So there's conformity in what we're all doing because some states have 
you know, stay at home orders. I think uh, as of this morning, it was 25. And I think three more states um, that I saw today announced that they were issuing that the same orders, but it should be all 50 states, right? So you can't just have each state doing what, what they think is necessary. It should be all of us doing the same thing. So we kick this pandemic, you know, and, and flatten the curve. And some of these states are like in one state and other state doesn't do it. Then people from that state are infected and they travel to a state that, right. You know, go through the pain of staying at home for several weeks. Like, and then it's all fucked and we have a second outbreak. Exactly. That's probably what's going to happen because of lack of testing. These states that think that they have like 20 cases or whatever, there's more than that. The yeah. the whole state is just the whole country is teeming with this fucking virus. It's fucking everywhere. Um, so just assume the, the, that. I've heard a couple reports that um, there are companies that have uh, created uh, testing that you can have it like in a matter of minutes for that, a positive test. That is a good thing. Before we wrap up uh, for the uh, night, the week, I want to get David in Australia on the line. David is a COVID patient. David actually has COVID-19. David, how are you feeling? Was he patient zero in Australia? Hi, gentlemen. I'm way, way fucking better. Woo! So I'm uh, I'm at the end of my self-isolation. So I've got uh, 27 hours to go. Um, And yeah, fuck, thank God. Oh, good. I'm glad to hear that you're feeling better. You sound like you have just more health right now. So uh, uh, last week you were hacking oh, up I'm, along. I'm, I'm a brand new man. I'm fist pumping in the sky, like it. But it's it's getting it's getting hectic out there. And um, I suppose in com- comparison, I'll just tell you where quickly, brief, quickly where Australia's at, where we're really trying to bend the curve down like we're basically on complete lockdown so unless you're literally going to the doctor or the shops you're not allowed outside your home um there's uh, all public gatherings over two people and this is for Um, wait before this is for the entire country of australia entire country okay uh you cannot across state lines huh what's the population of australia 25 million Okay. So it's like California. So, yeah. So it's, it's smaller than but California. Yeah, it's, it's, it's eerie. Like um, I, I busted my drone out the other day and um, I took it for a bit of a fly. And, yeah, you just see nothing out there. It's just, yeah, it's like a ghost town out there. But, um, yeah, everyone is basically on complete lockdown. We're doing video conferencing for doctors. Uh, all food and medications being home delivered. Um, yeah, we're just on complete and utter lockdown. So, well, that's good. That's what we were saying needs to be done here. Who's, uh, state who's to state. delivering the food? It look honestly, it absolutely sucks. But if you do it for a week or two, you'll just see a massive difference, a huge difference. And everyone was a bit reluctant. Uh, after I spoke to you guys last week, literally the next, the very next morning, we went to the next stage of lockdown. And since then, we're just recording less and less cases and less and less deaths. So it can be controlled. So hopefully, Trump pulls his thumb out of his orange ass 
and he decides to lock down things a little bit further, if you hunker down a little bit more, then you guys will get over it. But, like, Australia is really rooting for you guys because we know it's getting out of control and, and sincerely, Australia wishes America the best and all of uh, Adobe listeners. Like, it's, you know, we, we've got to get through this together, but um, you can control it. All right. I am losing faith because of the coronavirus uh, briefing at uh, the White House today. Uh, Trump had the, the My Pillow guy with him. The who at the briefing? Yes, the My Pillow guy. I, I the infomercial. That, yeah. What? Yeah, you didn't see that yet, Eddie. God, no. Why? <laughs> <laughs> this is what we're dealing with here. Uh, it's, oh, just, it's unbelievable, but no, you my guys pillow guy you will. was at the coronavirus briefing. Why? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. That's so sad. What the fuck? What was he doing there? <laughs> he addressed it. He talked. <laughs> Oh my god! You have to look. At oh my god! Let's get, right. let's get the OxyClean out guy at the next one. I think. What the fuck? I think he's in jail. Actually, he died a few years back. Oh, he died. Yeah. Otherwise, it would have been the, if the OxyClean guy didn't die. It would have been him. Oh my god. Well, we're oh, fucked. Shit. I loved your response. <laughs> Enjoy becoming the uh, the next major superpower, the number one superpower in the world there, David, in Australia, because uh, we're done here in America. We'll be sending some aid over to you guys in, in a couple of weeks by the sound of it. So We're done here. Oh, we're, shit. we're done. America's but done. Everyone, everyone, just yeah. stay the fuck home and you won't get it. That's it. Just stay the fuck home and you won't get it. That's it. Yes. Social distance, stay home, self-isolate, wash your hands. If you get things that come from the outside, sterilize them. And Don't we pick can, your nose. That's really hard, but we can all get through this. We'll try. We'll try. David, thanks. Glad to hear that you're feeling a little better. So, And actually much better. Thank you better. so much, boys. Glad you're both okay, and I'll speak to you next week and give you another update. Stay strong, America. You'll do it. Okay, thank you. Thank you, David and Australia. You guys stay strong there as well. I know you still have a fight ahead of you, but uh, thanks, David. You know, boys. Take care. Peace out. Bye. Well, it's good to hear that we have a little bit of international support. The rest of the world hates us, but you can you can slap around Australia and they still keep coming back. I don't know what it is. We love- well, you, you, you got to recognize that uh, America is like the powerhouse of world economy yes and good thing we're wrapping up the show because jason is starting to sound like a robot with his remote connection so the show could not oh, end no, more no. perfect say something like a robot say like i don't know what would a robot say processing <laughs> you sound like a robot act like you sound like a well maybe you could be like a sex robot Danger, 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 dan
Appreciate it very much, Tim Apple.